Hey, Crystal, how did you get into therapy? It seems hard. <laughs> Hold on for something resembling the answers. Welcome to Drone Therapy Podcast, the podcast where we take two things that should be chill, therapy and ambient music, and explore how anxious they make me, your host, Crystal Jacks, aka Bridget Bardount, and Lana. Hi, Lana. Lana is also anxious, but only when I'm recording this podcast. Drone Therapy Podcast is a year old now, and I've loved all your feedback about it. To celebrate my not giving up on this weird project, Lana and I are making a special meta edition about accessing therapy, because while we have fun here on Drone Therapy, and I'm going to keep going through my DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy workbook, in the upcoming episodes, I won't do for you the kinds of stuff regular help with a licensed professional could do. And as I say that, I think about some absolutely wild licensed professionals I've seen, like this guy who told me he was always going to be half an hour late to our hour-long sessions, and that's just how things worked. Or this one funny story, which you probably haven't heard, but I recorded it as a preview for the first drone therapy live show three years ago. I'll play you the story right now because I think old me tells it better and the rage level was higher because less bureaucratic medical stuff had hurt me, her, between this event and the telling of the event than has happened to me like up till now. So, um, I, I got into this, uh, free, free CBT. It's covered by OHIP, you know, I'm like super lucky. Uh, I have to, I have to take like the purple line on the TTC, you know, like, like the purple one to like Don Mills or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. I wrote um, some stuff. It takes an hour and a half to get to the office from like the annex. I live in the annex. Um, it takes an hour and a half to get to the office, which looks like a bad motel lobby, the kind where the beds won't be made. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just write some stuff about like the inspirational posters lobby and uh, and I, I realized like in the lobby because it's kind of like sketchy um, 
this this is where therapists go to die I realize anyway so he comes out and like of course it's a dude and it's not like the first time I've had to deal with a dude but like I'm not excited about it um and uh I, I wrote I wrote Dr. Levine is, is wearing blue on blue but it's he's too old for double denim it's some kind of lightweight fabric that stores don't carry it grows in cemetery gift shops um, so we're walking and he's, he's talking to me and I, I won't look at him because I, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable, which is, I think, normal. Like a new, a new therapist, especially, I don't know why, I just like didn't think it was going to be like an old man. I don't know why. Because I, I usually get like students or whatever, so I just couldn't handle it and he kept telling me to look at him. I mean, I wouldn't. And, uh, get to his office, um, I read something funny, uh, his, his blue blazer hangs on the wall like an epitaph for any hope of generational or cross-gender understanding. I am staring at a choose-your-own-adventure book called Dr. Woman, uh, when he commands, I need you to look at me when I talk to you. Yeah, like, Dr. Woman, it's like a choose your, like, this is really a thing. I've never googled it, but, no, it was real. I was there, um, so I was like, no, like, I don't, I was like, no, and he was like, what, and I was like, you, you don't, you don't mean, I don't need to look at you, like, I'm listening to you, um, and, uh, and he gets, like, all, like, serious or whatever, and he's like, Crystal, I'm sure you've heard this before, but you're not making this easy for me. Um, we're just like super rude like I'm seeing you because I have like literally like an anxiety disorder like I like anyway I left um, yeah I left uh, I never I never went back I had to pay like 20 bucks to register whatever you know so I was in there for like five minutes, and that was, uh, was me, me and, uh, and Dr. Levine. Yeah, I remember that meeting so clearly. I fought really hard to get that appointment, and it set me back a lot. It really disappointed me. And I hear similar stories that are often way worse and way less funny from you about experiences you've had trying to access therapy, affordable therapy, or even the more expensive stuff. You've been doing everything you're supposed to do and then it's a disaster anyway for one reason or another. Maybe the therapist isn't a fit for your issues or maybe they're kind of a sociopath or they've given up hope in human beings or you need to strengthen your emotional core and they tell you to drink more milk. Maybe you can't tell what's wrong exactly, but it just feels bad. Originally, I wanted to go through all the therapy I've done with you and talk about it, but while that would be funny, it would just be too time-consuming right now for me to figure out the timeline. I've seen dozens of therapists in my adult life. I'm at the point now where my doctor will tell me about an affordable therapy thing in Toronto, where I live, and I'll be able to tell her more details about it than she knows because I made a list 
You can find the Toronto Accessible Therapy option list on my Twitter. It's the top post pinned tweet at crystaljacks, twitter.com slash crystaljacks, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-J-A-X. The tweet says, drunk therapy PDF of free slash cheap mental health help in Toronto and the GTA. If you haven't seen this PDF, it's hard as heck to read because I was trying to save printer ink and there's maybe like 40 options of affordable therapy places and helplines and stuff. Then there's some vague tips. Again, I didn't have much space, but one of them is finding a doctor because if you get lucky, doctors can be great resources in so many ways. My doctor handles my meds, refers me to psychiatrists, got me on disability, worries about me in general when I'm not doing well, which for me was extremely hard to get set up. Like it took me years to have a doctor I trusted. So shout out to anyone who's struggling to get a general practitioner. For a long time I like didn't have a health card and then I got one and I had to see walk-in doctors for a long time. And I live in Canada, AKA paradise. So I can't even imagine like something harder. Extremely big shout outs if this is triggering for you and slash, but if you do have a doctor who's good, I'm so happy for you. This sounded sarcastic, but it's not. Other stuff on the list includes emergency rooms. Like I didn't know my city had an emergency room specifically for mental breakdowns. And then when I found out we did and tried to go there, I went to the wrong location like the right hospital but kilometers away from the right address crying it was pretty wild the reason i made the toronto list was i was getting into situations like that a lot these crying desperate situations of lonely humiliation in office buildings because i knew i needed help but options i was finding were tiny scraps United Way gave me one phone number and I called it and some lady told me their office had nothing to do with mental health. The suicide hotline, which it turns out you can literally call them anytime. You don't have to be suicidal. You can just call them and ask for phone numbers or websites where you can find therapists, for example. So they gave me like three or four numbers and then I didn't call the numbers until finally I had my friend come over and sit with me while I sat under a table and called the numbers and left messages because it was a Saturday and no one was answering. And one ended up calling me back. I saw a person at that place for six months and she actually wasn't that helpful. This is all super wild. There's nothing more vulnerable than this moment, calling a number of an institution you barely know the name of, never mind have any idea what it is. You're scared, you're embarrassed, you're angry at yourself for needing help for needing anything at all, for not being a robot or whatever. And you're in this hell state telling a stranger you're desperate and you need help right away. And then if you're lucky, they tell you to wait. It's not something most people are prepared for. So there's all these like, let's talk campaigns and posters about helplines and people like me rambling about how great therapy is, but there's really no acknowledgement that trying to get help when you're struggling through the labyrinth of your brain and being presented with a system just as fucking neurotic and wild and incomprehensible there's no support for people going through that and no acknowledgement that that process is like it's me your little mental health system bitch i'm 100 percent sure that had i never gotten help had i never had the many different types of therapy i've had i would be like a monster today or dead but looking back, it pisses me off how traumatized I've been and will 
probably continue to be from time to time by the system that I've gone to for help. I'm like legit pissed, not on my own behalf because I find it really hard to care about myself or think that I matter, but on behalf of imaginary people who have the same thing happen to them. So like you, listeners, little droners. Getting back to the list I made, I have it online. I've printed copies, but I honestly feel pretty weird sometimes giving that out because it feels like I'm dealing people potential traumatic experiences disguised as like friendly puppies. But I guess I know that the list could have helped me years ago when all I was getting were those little scraps of phone numbers and some therapists that I've met at places on this list were literally the therapeutic equivalent of friendly puppies by which I mean extremely effective, life-affirming, gentle, magnificent. I know barely any of you live in Toronto. I wish I had more lists to give out. If you have a list for your city or town or country even, please send it to me so I can share it. I have lists right now for Sudbury and Saskatoon because those are the cities I've done drone therapy live in. And that means an organization's made a list because if your city books drone therapy, your city gets a list, not made by me because I don't live there, but I'm not taking anyone's money unless they make a list of local therapy options for people to have. So get your local festivals to book me and I'll come get it done. But for now, if you live in the USA, you find therapy.com is a good resource. It's by Chrissy Milazzo at C-R-I-S-S-M-I-L-A-Z-Z-O I guess you say Z in the United States. If you make a resource list for your community, I really want you to send it to me again at crystaljacks or crystaljacks at gmail.com K-R-I-S-T-E-L dot J-A-X at gmail.com The whole thing behind this project I'm doing here with you is therapy is hard to access i'm sharing what i've learned but today i'm going to share what i've learned with you about accessing therapy because i do really want that for you a combination of dozens of therapists and medications and my doctor and a handful of psychiatrists all of that hasn't made me better but it's kept me alive and a lot of the time i feel like that's important not all the time but enough of the time where I want that for you too. I really want it and believe in it. On the Dying But Fine Instagram account, at Dying But Fine, there's a story highlight called Psych Tips, and you should check that out too. It's tips for preparing before you go see a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist or a doctor are going to be the people who can help you find medication, which, if you know much about me, has been a roller coaster of its own. I'm going to be focusing on therapy here and not even the esoteric stuff or different specific types, just like the general umbrella of talk therapy. And again, I've done a lot of the types to the point where what's helped me has been a complete mix, and I think a lot of it comes down to luck. My first tip is you have to start somewhere. Say you have 40 numbers or a website of 100 affordable therapists. If you're anything like me, you're not going to call all 40 numbers or sign up to every online therapy chat in the world in one day, especially if you're having a breakdown. It's okay if you start small, if you call one number, if you email one person, because it's, it's all one at a time. I'm not going to lie, the more the better, because from my experience, the system is absolutely overfull. 
especially the free or cheap options, so volume is going to count. But don't feel like you have to do it all in one day. It seems super mean to advise patience to people who are literally on the verge of despair, but that's basically what tip number one is, an extremely mean tip, I'm sorry. Tip two is an extension of the patience tip, sorry. First of all, don't panic if you found, say, five options and none of them call you back. You might not have more right now, but you're gonna find more. It's gonna be exhausting and take work, but you'll find them especially now that there's so many online options. You also, and this is important, may need to try many options before you find one or even a combination that works for you. And if a therapist sucks or flakes out or you get lost trying to find the building and try and call them and they ghost you, that's gonna hurt. And you're gonna need to make space for that to hurt and hurt at the worst possible time when you're already hurting. Tip number two is really mean, I'm sorry. Tip 2B is sometimes a therapist is not that great, but they're the best you can do right now. If they're not doing anything to make your situation worse, like forcing you to make eye contact or whatever, and you can manage to, keep seeing that person till you find someone better. Even if they're using like half their couch as a filing cabinet and the carpet is from a bowling alley, the physical task of talking with a person about your brain and your life for like an hour every couple weeks or whatever could lead to breakthroughs for you. Tip B is just more patience. Thanks for being patient with me. Tip three, if an organization you reach out to in a crisis can't help or screws you around or is full, they might be able to give you a contact for someone who can help you. You've got to push and advocate for yourself even if it feels humiliating because some bureaucratic desk jockey is frothing at the mouth to get you off the phone. You just have to fake it till you make it and act like you matter when you believe you matter the least and try and squeeze every drop of help that you can out of the apparatus that is supposed to be helping you because that's the apparatus we have. I'm making it sound like a horrible game and maybe that will be helpful to someone and ruin someone else's hopes here, I'm not sure. Tip four is nice. If you, like me, have trouble talking on the phone or writing emails, like it makes you dizzy and nauseous and afraid, you can ask a friend to sit with you this is hard advice for me to give because I know not everyone you turn to for help is going to be receptive. Some of those people are going to let you down. Some of the people who let you down will be a surprise. But some of the people who are ready and willing to help you and be gentle with you and allow you to be vulnerable, some of these people are going to surprise you too. And that's why this is a nice tip. It's hard and it's vulnerable and it's dangerous, but it's a real tip from me, a person who is not in any way licensed to give you tips. If you have trouble going to therapists or doctor offices or hospitals or bureaucratic institutions like insurance places, you can ask a friend to come with you. Ideally ask like five because people are busy and have their own stuff going on or are secretly afraid of anything they perceive as weakness. Hi dad, good job. I know now who in my life I can rely on for this type of stuff, but it took me a long time to figure it out and I'm lucky to have the people around me that I do. So I hope you can also create a support system 
even a tiny beginning of one because no one ever told me to create one. It just happened eventually for me out of necessity and luck and now it makes my life so much easier. I wish I'd had that before. So I'll give you the advice no one gave me. Try to reach out and build an emotional support system through people you know, people you might meet in group therapy, online communities, the dog park. It helps to have others to share with as you struggle. Humans are social beings and validation and comfort is a kind of medicine too. So this is gonna help your therapist do their job better when you find one. When, not if, I believe in you. Honestly, I met my therapist through the therapist of a new friend who had just met and opened up to about my brain stuff. Like, I got my therapist number a week after meeting this person. The number of a therapist willing to see me for a fraction of her usual fee just based on my knowing this other person. Obviously, this is called privilege, and I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm bragging. I'm sharing this because sharing has done so much for me, and I hope you can get lucky if you try. Please remember there's also a stigma attached to sharing stuff like this, though, and it could also put you in jeopardy, especially with co-workers or family, so be careful. I wish I had something more solid to say than that. Now that we're good and depressed, tip five, I'll repeat from before, you don't have to be suicidal to call a suicide helpline to talk about mental health or ask for resources. Tip 5B is don't expect the person at the suicide hotline to fix anything. They might be amazing, they might be mediocre, sometimes they'll be disappointing for a myriad of reasons, but sometimes they'll help enough and that's what they're there to do, help enough. These numbers are a thing that exists for a reason and they want you to call, so just call. You can cry too and they can't even see you. Tip six is that looking for help can be discouraging, so take breaks between calls and options to recharge if you need to and reward yourself for reaching out after. Reward breaks might be a Netflix show or a nap or chatting with a friend online or drawing a picture of the person who was rude to you when you called them crying and then ripping up the picture on Instagram stories. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated and emotional and angry and lost. Getting help is going to be one of the hugest things you ever do. So acknowledge that and don't be disappointed in yourself for feeling overwhelmed when you're doing it. Maybe have a literal list of things you like to do for breaks in case in the moment you forget that anything exists you like to do ever to reward yourself with. If you're exhausted, that's fine, that makes sense. You're doing something hard. I think this tip is to be patient again. I'm sorry, I know that's one of the worst things to hear when you're hurting. Tip seven, everyone needs help sometimes and these programs and options exist because you're worthy of support and people do care about each other. I'm not gonna elaborate on that because either you believe me or you don't, but it's true, so there. I'm sure you're feeling pretty stressed out right now and thinking about how problematic a bunch of the stuff I said was, meaning that drone therapy has done its work once again. We'll be back next time with more DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, but if you were really hoping for a DBT lesson from this show, the idea of making a list of things you like to do for breaks or to relax between stressful things or reward yourself, that is a technique from DBT. So make that list or think about that stuff. 
because in a moment of distress, it might be helpful to have that as an anchor, like, oh, I really like that cartoon home movies. They're all on YouTube right now. I'm screaming internally, but I'll lie down and watch one for 20 minutes. Home movies, pretty cute cartoon. Lena and I are doing drone therapy live in Toronto June 7th. More info to come to make up for our last appearance getting post the fuck pwned. Postponed as heck, which the more I think about it, the more I realize it was out of my control, which some things are, and accepting that is DBT, surprise. Like accepting that it's the end of this podcast, but actually surprise again, it isn't. It was my Pisces sister, Shanyi's birthday this week, and we finished a song we started four years ago together to celebrate. So I'll play that after I stop talking. It's called Church Girls. And Shanyi is online on Instagram as apparatus and a.pureapparat.us. I love her a lot. I'm online at crystaljax.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-J-A-X, at crystaljax and at dyingbutfine on Instagram. You can donate to me on PayPal or on Patreon. This allows me to pay for my therapy and stay alive and talk to you. One-time donations go to paypal.me slash crystaljax or get super fun rewards by subscribing at patreon.com slash crystaljax. You have the option to ask me for one video a month there if you're a Lana pal. Lana, say bye to your pals. Here's Shanyi and I in a church in 2015. And good luck with uh, therapy. <laughs> <laughs>